The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. In 1969, Walter Cronkite announced to the country that Chattanooga, Tennessee was the dirtiest city in the United States. As the decades would pass from that broadcast, the city would transform itself from an industrial wasteland to an outdoor mecca. The trail running scene in Chattanooga has spawned legendary races like the Snump Jump 50K and the Upchuck 50K. You can trace those races back to a handful of runners. The OGs of the Chattanooga trail running scene one of those runners, my guest on this episode of The Adventure Jogger, Matt Sims. Welcome, sir. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, for uh, I feel honored. Well, before we, we get into the meat and potatoes, because I really want to kind of get the story behind the Chattanooga trail scene, because really, it's a city that went from a dump to a city that Outdoor Magazine called yeah. the best place to live twice, which they've never done. Um, <laughs> right. Matt, I don't know if you remember this or not, but we've met before, and I will oh, yeah? okay. I will not hold it against you if if you, if you forget. Um, most people got started in ultra running by reading the Dean Carnassus book, mm-hmm. Ultra Marathon Man. Uh huh. I read that. I read that book, and I'm like, oh, surely there's no races like this in Tennessee. So I Googled after I read that book, Ultra Marathons Tennessee. And there was the Stump Jump 50K. And this was, oh, God, I want to say 2013, 2014. And so early. Yeah, I watched this video of this guy from Chattanooga (laughs) talking about the Stump Jump 50K. And on this page was even this training plan to do the Stump Jump 50K. (laughs) So I signed up for it in October. It was way off, but I actually used that training plan to train for a great race out in kind of about an hour and a half from Chattanooga called the Savage Gulf Trail Marathon, Uh which was my first ever trail race ever. You were the man in that video, and I followed your training plan and would watch that video for inspiration. And so I get to the Savage Gulf Trail Marathon, and there's this guy on crutches. Because you would, would, it was a squatting accident, Matt. And so I'm like, oh, my God, that's the guy I watched the video and I followed his training plan. Oh, my God, that's Matt Sims. And he's on crutches now. So <laughs> I wonder if the training plan was both. <laughs> right. Right. And so I walked up to you and I was like, oh, hey, hey, are you Matt Sims? And you're like, yeah, yeah. I said, oh, um, I, I used your, your training plan for stump jump to. To, to train for this and uh, I thought it was really cool and you're like yeah yeah cool so I don't know if you remember the doughy middle-aged man from from Clarksville Tennessee I that- don't but <laughs> but it sounds like it worked out for you which is all that really matters right I'm assuming it did uh, I've had mixed results oh, no, oh. <laughs> no actually Should I change it? No, you know, it's, you're good. It's on there now. It can't, it, you can't get it down, right? It's just, I, I don't even know how it still lives in cyberspace. I don't, I'm not sure how all that works, but it, you know, I got a funny story, by the way. You probably have an agenda here, but I have to interrupt you for one second. Go ahead. So I, um, I, I'm going to cut, I'll, I'll make this somewhat short, but I, I was out running the Silver State 50 mm-hmm. in Reno years and years and years ago. And I ended up, I was, I worked for Patagonia. I was actually in Ventura uh, doing some work and I was like, you know what? I'm going to just jump on a little flight, fly over to Reno, run the Silver State 50, and then pop back over to Ventura to continue work. Yeah. And I show up there and somehow I'm thinking that I'm still at sea level perhaps, which I realize very quickly (laughs) that I was not. <laughs> and I put myself into the pain cave so fast that I, I ruined myself. And I, so I ended up DNFing yeah. on this race, which I, 
I haven't done many times. I think I got a blister once and I DNF, but short, short of that. Yeah. I haven't DNF much. So I'm, I'm out there in the middle of this course and I have to flag a ride down. Mm. And, uh, I get in this car with this dude and his, his girlfriend or fiance or something is running. There's a 50 K and a 50 mile and she's running the 50 K. And so we're talking in the car. He's, he's driving me back to the finish line. And she's like, he's like, yeah, this is her, her first one. And, um, I was like, Oh, cool. You know, that's great. She, uh, she's following some sort of training plan or something. She, he, and he says, you know what? She found this training plan online (laughs) and it was by this guy named Matt Sims on how to, (laughs) how to to train for your first 50 K. And I'm sitting here in his car (laughs) and (laughs) I was a little embarrassed, but I said, you know what, man? That's actually me. I wrote that plan. I was like, I hope it works out better for her than it did for me. <laughs> Little did you know. Now, I mean, what are the odds of that happening, right? Did you, right, exactly. Little did you know when Rock Creek was like, Matt, we want you to make a video for this race and we'll have you sit. I don't. Where did you film that? It was like a log cabin. Is that your house? Oh, that was, yeah, yep. We don't live there anymore, but yeah, that was that was our house. That's someone else's house right now. Someone else has someone no else idea house. that their living room is on this video right. that would live on in the internet forever. That's yeah. <laughs> it was a great house <laughs> and it a is. great and a great story, Matt. <laughs> You're getting a ride Crazy back. Time. That's that's really awesome stuff, Matt. One of the things um, I love about Chattanooga is the trail running scene there is so amazing and the people there are so welcoming i mean i've been adopted into the you know the mm-hmm. uh, group of runners there and it's it's just such a wonderful scene it's such a wonderful town with just such incredible trails but it wasn't always that way and mm-hmm. matt you were kind of on the forefront of turning chattanooga into a trail running town what what was it like i mean how old were you give us the story of of how yeah. all of a sudden trail running pops up in Chattanooga. Yeah. Man, it's kind of weird. It's hard for me to, to remember some of this because it happened so, you know, it kind of happened slowly and suddenly, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a, it's a bizarre transition, but I, I, I'll do my best. So what, what's interesting is I was working as the, the general manager at Rock Creek Outfitters at the time. And, you know, we, we were selling – there was this interesting period of time where, you, you know, you're selling these, the Vasque Sundowner boot and the Vasque Skywalk boot, right? These yeah. are, people were buying boots. And then Montreal comes out with this transitional shoe, right? The Wasatch and the I, I, the Vitesse and all yeah. these things. And, and so people start, in, instead of backpacking in boots, they start backpacking in trail shoes. Yeah. And then, and then it evolves into, you know, trail running somehow in Chattanooga. So what's interesting was that you would go run. I, I would go run. I, I, I was a rock climber, by the way. I was not a, a trail runner. Uh, I was probably 26, I guess, when I started loosely trail running. And I, I mean, loosely. It was just. Yeah. It was just kind of, you know, my wife was, she's kind of a fitness freak. And I was like, well, yeah, sure. That sounds okay. I'll, we'll see how it goes. And so then I just find these trails all over Chattanooga and they were rough. I mean, no one's on these trails at all. I mean, no one. You would go out into Prentice Cooper where, you know, the stump jump course is now or the River Gorge Loop. No one. I mean. Yeah. And now, you know, of course we've. I mean, it's a highway now, right? I mean, you, you know, you go out there and you see people running all the time. So it was just a weird, it, it was an interesting time. Um, I, you know, I didn't have any ulterior motive or any real purpose in creating, you know, these races. It was just kind of one of those organic things that happens where you, it's like when you find, you experience something that's really cool and you want to share that with your friends, right? Right. And so you're like, hey, come come check this out, man. This is awesome. That's kind of how trail running started, you know, around here. It was like, I, I was finding all these trails and, and there were, of course, there were already people prior to me doing this stuff, but it just wasn't, it was just super grassroots. I, I, I could put those people on one hand. It was just nothing. 
marginal. Now, early on, now you look at the Chattanooga trail scene, and you're right, there's, there's trails, there are highways. I mean, everybody is out in mm-hmm. those, on those trails, the stump jump trails, and, and out at Lookout Mountain. And I mean, these are just mm-hmm. well-run trails. But I was talking to Fred Doss a couple of week, uh, weekends ago, and he was mm-hmm. telling me, people have this image now of Chattanooga, where you're yeah. kind of this, it's a hillbilly San Francisco in a way. It's, it's a college town. It's very liberal. You're, you're in the middle of the Bible Belt, very active. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it wasn't always that way. And there were, there's some, there's some real rednecks in Chattanooga and especially around Saudi Daisy where you got, yeah, right, right, right. But you (laughs) got, but you got these folks that you're running on land that most people hadn't been on before. And people were doing things on that land that they may not have wanted other people to know about exactly, or, or they didn't want people near their property. Did you have any encounters early on in trail running of people like, what in the hell are you doing out here? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that was, yeah, you bring up a great point. I mean, we're still, we're rednecks, man. I mean, I am a full-fledged redneck. I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm, Patagonia has polished me a little bit to make me some sort of a hippie. My hair's a little long, but I, I'm, I'm more of a Leonard Skinner kind of guy than, than anything else, you know, but I think uh, one of the most interesting, (laughs) you know, and the thing, the crazy thing is this can still happen today, but there was uh, one particular place and I'll leave this, this trail unnamed, but there was a guy living in, you know, a rock cave, (laughs) Um, you know, had built this kind of like stone wall and had this cot and, and I, I think those things, and this was back in, you know, these are back in the coves, right? It's back in the, there is nothing back there. And we were kind of just re- resurrecting old trails, essentially. Yeah. And um, I didn't have anything major bad. I've never had anything weird happen because I speak the language. I mean, I can be, I can be that guy in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's no big deal. I might be wearing three inch running shorts, but um I can turn it on just like that. Talk, and just like Fred Doss, you know. <laughs> of course, Fred's, Fred's permanently, I mean, he's he's a Saudi boy. We we, we don't need to talk about Fred. He, he, he's a wonderful, he, he's probably the best human being I know. I love Fred Doss. Uh, Absolutely and, love him. And if you're running in the woods, you want Fred Doss with you. Yes, right? you do. Yes, he's you man. do. Absolutely. Yeah. So you, <laughs> do you find this man in the cave when you're out there running? Yeah, he's just living there. We just had a short conversation and I just kind of, I, I felt a little anxious and a little scared. Yeah. Um, Cause he was full on deliverance style hillbilly. <laughs> yeah. I didn't stick around long to figure it all out, but. Right. So we'll do a little role playing here, Matt. You say you can turn it on so quickly. So let's just imagine those early days of Chattanooga trail running and all of a sudden I'll play the good old boy. You play, you play Matt Sims, and let's see that shift from <laughs> polished Patagonia Matt Sims to I speak the language Matt Sims. Are you ready? I don't know. I'll try. Here we go. Here we go. So wait, which one am I supposed to be? The polished you're, or the redneck? Well, I'm the redneck. You're polished. Okay. You're polished okay. Matt Sims, but you've got to switch it. You got to turn it to redneck quickly to deescalate the situation. All right. Okay. Yep. All right. Go. You you run past my truck, and all of a sudden I go boah. What in the hell are you doing out here on this year property? That's pretty good, man. <laughs> pretty good from Parkville. <laughs> Sir, you probably know my aunt, Maria. She's <laughs> Maria Sims? Wait a minute. You're you're Maria yeah. Sims' nephew? Yeah. Maria Sims, she was married to Jane Sims. <laughs> she brought you corn last week. She told me you'd be up here and it'd be totally fine if I ran through here. Oh, well, if you're Sims uh, nie- or nephew, then you just go on and run all you want, but be careful. All right, okay? now listen, I, when I come back here, I'm going to bring you some whiskey. <laughs> you may not be here, but I'll set it on this rock for you. You like Jack Daniels, right? <laughs> Perfect. You see, that got you out of so much trouble. Being able whiskey. to sw- Yes. Are you, are you a bourbon whiskey or a scotch whiskey guy? Uh, more of a bourbon whiskey. You kind of have to be if you're from the yeah. South. If you said scotch, I think they might kick you out of Chattanooga. That's just snooty. Yeah, it is. It is pretty, pretty damn snooty, Matt. Let's talk about 
the races. So okay. where did where did the idea for stump jump come from? Because I think about legendary mm. races in the eastern United States. Stump jump is one that pops into my mind because it is just such a has such a yeah. storied history to it. I mean, we've had you know top notch runners come out, get lost, DNF, and have their results wiped because they don't want that on ultra sign up. That says a lot about the race you've created, Matt. What's the story behind Stump Jump? You know, it was the uh, there was one other trail race in Chattanooga put on by the Chattanooga Track Club. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just like a little, it was maybe like a 10K scenario. There was zero trail races in Chattanooga, zero. And so this, again, I was working at Rock Creek and I, I, my first 50K was down in Huntsville, Alabama. Dink Taylor puts on the mountain mist, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's, it's been around forever. Alabama's toughest trail runner. And I did that race in, I guess it's in January when he puts it on. And I decided Chattanooga needed a race like that. And it was, it was just that simple. I was like, you know what? I've never been a race director. I don't, I don't really know if I really want to be one. I I don't, I don't know what that looks like, you know, but so I started with the river gorge race, Mm -hmm. which is, in the same property, in fact, the 10 mile of the river gorge is on the stump jump course. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to put this race on in March, the river gorge race. And then in the fall, if that goes well, then we'll just put on a longer distance event in the fall, yeah. which turned out to be stump jump. So it was literally just like, this is cool. This is a lot of fun running in the woods and uh, let's just put on a race. And that's how Stump Jump started. It's, it, and, you know, and we had like 70 people show up and it was great. Super low key. It's awesome. Do you and look at the race? Into- oh, yeah. I mean, I was going to say, you look at the race now, Matt, and there's hundreds of people running yeah. on this course you designed. You, you got to look back at that first year of 70 runners. I mean, what, mm-hmm. what was the aid station situation? Were there like two or three maybe? Yeah, minimal. <laughs> But see, I like that. You know, it, 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 I passed it off. I, I started it and then race directed it for like three or four years, maybe when you were, when you did it, right? Mm-hmm. 2013, 2014. And that was about the time I was like, you know what? I'm good. I'm, I've had enough. Uh, when, when people start, you know, coming to the finish line and going, you know, my watch measured the, the course is a half a mile short. You know, I don't really like that. I'm like, <laughs> It's a freaking trail run, man. I mean, this is not a USTA certified. I didn't get the wheel. And and I, I guess when all that start, stuff started happening, I realized, you know, this is this is not for me, which is why Upchuck suits me better. We've we've tailored a race now that I, I feel like is more suitable to my personality and my buddy Chad's. So we'll get to Upchuck in a, in a second, because there's a story behind yeah. Upchuck that everybody, yeah. everybody needs to hear. But when did you see the transition happen, Matt? You, you saw it go from a low key event of people that were like, Hey, this is a trail run. We're out for some fun to uh-huh. more and more people doing it, going like, excuse me, are you the race director? Because my watch says 29.5 and I signed up for 31 miles. <laughs> Right. Um, you know, I, I, I think, I don't remember the, the year necessarily, but I would say it was probably, you know, if the race started in 2001, my guess it was around 2006, seven, when that became really real. Yeah. Um, you know, but what happens is the participation level goes up, right? Right. You just, it just automatically goes up. And so when, when participation level goes up and you don't cap a race, then you're just going to get some of that. And then there's more races that are happening. Right. So people compare that race to this race. And now they have a point of reference where they go, well, that, you know, that was better marked than this and they should mark their trail better or whatever it is. Um, And I'm super, you know, I think stump jump is incredible. Like I'm super proud that Chattanooga still has the race. I'm, I'm proud that the course is amazing and um, it's brought a lot of people into Chattanooga to do it. It's still amazing. It's awesome. Um, you know, I just, 
I yeah, I I just like smaller events, a little more grassroots now. I think. Well, that leads us to Upchuck, which the Upchuck 50k is kind of it's it's the opposite side of the coin from Stump Jump, which mm-hmm. is now aid stations every five miles. You know, you get two aid stations at the Upchuck 50k. One at eight miles right. and one at 18 miles. And I've been told that those mileages are questionable uh, anyway, as opposed to right. how accurate they are to eight and 18. Where did Upchuck come from? Well, so the, the uh, you know, the Cumberland Trail Conference mm-hmm. has been building the Cumberland Trail, which is supposed to run the entire length of Tennessee. And eventually it's supposed to connect to the Appalachian Trail. This trail was supposed to be done, by the way, like in 2011. Yeah. And it's still not done. (laughs) So, and I understand that there's easements and all, there's property to buy and all sorts of, you know, red tape. So it's, it's tough. But uh, my buddy and I, Chad Womack, we, uh, we went early on before Upchuck existed. It was like just right when the Cumberland Trail had finished that portion of the trail. Uh, there weren't even trailhead signs out. You know, we just went out there and and decided to do like a point to point on it. And um, and we didn't we didn't even plan on putting a race. It was just like let's just go do this run. Yeah. And um, you know, I you you've seen the video, I'm sure, but. You want me to tell the story? Real please, quick? Do. Yeah, yeah. please do. Yeah, please do. It's pretty incredible. I'll just, I'll give you a little backstory, but Chad, Chad and I have run together for years and years. And Chad is a very methodical individual, very well organized. Um, I'm not, I, <laughs> I mean, not when it comes to running. I just, I think I've just relied on, I, I know that I can get through it. So yeah. I'm, I'm just not, I'm not too worried about the right amount of calories and, and stuff like that. I just don't care enough. It's going to be fun. And Chad is not like that at all. So we're doing this run and we come in to, at, at one point on the upchuck course, it does cross a highway and you have this gas station there, this convenience store. And we stopped there and I, I'm guessing this was like roughly mile 18 or something like that. And Chad goes in the convenience store. We both go in. I just buy, I think I buy a little Debbie or something. And, um, you know, so Chad comes out and he has so much food in his hands. I, I, I don't even know what's happening. I honestly don't even, it's like he just won the lottery and he decided to spend it all on Snicker bar and Mountain Dews, but he, he comes out with like a Mountain Dew and a Coke and, and crackers and peanuts and, you know, candy corns and, and all, no joke, all this stuff. And um, he just is eating it and eating it and eating it. And I'm realizing that there's something wrong with Chad. Like, this is not a normal scenario. Yeah. And we start running again. And a half a mile down the trail, he's like, I don't feel so good. And I turn around and I see his stomach is bloated like a, <laughs> I don't even know. I'll probably get in trouble for saying an Ethiopian, you know, you know, but yeah. what you'd see on a commercial that right. they're starving right and it's chad's stomach and it is bloated man and he just starts spewing (laughs) and for the next 10 miles he's stopping and throwing up and of course i'm about to throw up it it, you know i'm close enough to him i hear the sounds and the smells and i'm like "Mm." (laughs) i think i might lose it here so I, i i don't know man we uh it was just a funny story a funny event. He 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 suffered through it. He's a t- super tough dude. And uh, you know, listen, if that had happened to me, I would have just failed. I would have been like, nope, I'm catching a ride. I'm going home. Chad stuck it out. That became the Upchuck 50k. Because That's, at what point though, like like how many vomits in were you like, okay, there's a race here? <laughs> you know, I think we got done. We got done, and I said. You know, that course warrants a race. Yeah. You know, we're going to do something cool. And it was a, you know, it's a collaboration. And, you know, Chad and I both, Chad never had anything to do with stump jump, but I think we're, we're both on the same page with, you know, not a lot of sponsors and not a lot of hoopla, mm-hmm. keep it simple. And the more simple I think you keep a race, the the less expectations people have, which is sometimes a good thing. It's just, right. it, 
It's just cool, man. Have you have you been, by the way? No, Joby Williams told me he's like, dude, you have to do you have to do upchuck. Like it's a thing gotcha. you have to do. Uh, and so my plan is to hopefully do it this year. I did volunteer to run an aid station at another race on the exact wow. same day. So I'm hoping that if the one race doesn't happen, I'm going to be at Upchuck. And Ryan, if not, then I'm doing it next year. So okay. put me okay. on the, put me on that list because yeah, it, 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 something that's cool, Matt, is um, when you finish Upchuck, you actually write your time, your name, and your time down on this that's white right. like like cardboard piece of paper. That's right. Yeah, we keep them all every year. Yeah. Do you have all of them from Upchuck? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. That's really it is cool. cool. I've heard, by the way, since you work for Patagonia, the swag is always really nice. <laughs> we do a good job with swag, yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, something you do, because it's a point-to-point, and so everybody parks at the at the finish, and then you take a school bus uh-huh. from the finish of the race to the start. There is a character you play on yeah. the bus named Ray J. Tell, yeah. us, the, tell us the story of, of Ray J. Okay. Well, you know, Ray J. Okay. So this is kind of, this is cool. You know, back when we first started this race, we, we sent basically it was a paper application, right? You remember those? Yeah. You just, it had a waiver on it and you fill it out and you send in your money and you mailed it in. Yeah. And, and that's awesome. Right. I mean, I bet there's so many people don't even remember that before ultra sign up, but that's Mm -hmm. how you signed up for races. Well, so, you know, we're kind of savvy and super techie. So we decide, all right, you know, we, we want to make this race special because we only allow 75 people to, in it. And it is a, in the time of year, as you know, that in Chattanooga in the Southeast, I mean, weather in November, you just know, you don't know what you're going to get, but what you are guaranteed is a very short daylight. Right. Window. Yep. And so, because of daylight savings time and all this, so we didn't want to risk because we only have two aid stations and because you could end up in someone's meth lab <laughs> if you weren't careful. I mean, and that's legit out there. I mean, seriously, like if you get lost, you could end up and your body could never be found. Yeah. Right. So we were like, okay, let's, let's try to call out the herd here. We don't want just anyone showing up. So we, we, we decided to do away with the paper application one year and we did video submission. Did you know this? No. So you had to submit a video and answer three questions to get into the upchuck. And we, so we would then pick you if we thought you're, you were the right fit. And so it, it was awesome. And there was like the three questions were like, why, why should we allow you into the 50 in, into the upchuck 50 K? Yeah. And you had to answer that question. What other races have you done that qualify you for this event? Yeah. So in order for people to understand the video submission, I created the first video submission as a character called Ray J. Yeah. So so, you know, this was this was the example online for people to kind of model. Yeah. Um, and so Ray J, I guess some say it's my alter ego. I I'm not going to argue. It could be. Um, he's a little you know, he's an interesting character. But so I'm down on the river. I get my sister to, to get her phone out and video me. And, you know, Ray J is just this crass, um, he, he's a redneck yeah, and, and he lives in Saudi Daisy and he's been, you know, his whole thing is I've been running kilos. I can run 50 K I can run 50 kilos, man. I've been running kilos out of this woods all my life. So he starts in on this. I got to send you this video, by the way. I still have. Oh, please um, do. It is please hard do. to find. It is hard to find online somehow, but. Uh, so that was the, the original video submission and we got the best video app, the, the video submission applications all over the country. We yeah. had some of the funniest people would dress up. I, it was so much fun. So we did that for maybe two years. That's how it, but of course, Ray J never died. Right. Right. Ray J is 
maybe going to die of the COVID this year, though. <laughs> we, we'll talk about that later. But, um, are, are you tired of wearing the prison jumpsuit and the bad wig and the bad teeth and the glasses? Because that's what I'm, Ray J wears. Yes, yes. Ray J, um, he is a prison inmate. That he gets out one day a year to uh, to do roll call <laughs> on the bus, and his whole thing is, you know, Ray J can say whatever he wants about people, and he gets away with it. And some call pe- some people call Ray J racist, mm-hmm. and he and he would say to that, "Yes, I love races. <laughs> um, I, I race all the time." I, that's what he would say about being racist. Um, so, you know, people have, there's been some controversy around Ray J. Of course, there's controversy around everything. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that pans out. So let's say I'm on the bus, Matt, uh-huh. and you see me and I've got my gear on. I've got my little ultimate directions vest on the mm-hmm. Scott, Scott Jurek 3.0. I've got my adventure jogger trucker hat and you, and Ray J has to call Ryan Pluckelman for the roll call. Oh, that's a great last name. Yeah, Pluckelman. Yeah. So what would what? How would that kind? Of, how would that go down so people can get a taste of the Ray J? Well, it's hard. You know, I have, kind of have to be in character for it to okay. really come together. Um, you know, the wig. The wig brings out a lot. The um, the prison suit. The teeth the chain that I wear sometimes, sometimes ski goggles, like all this. I I would probably um, make fun of your name. First of all, Mm -hmm, I'm not sure exactly what I would say, but there would be something around that. No doubt. I would make fun of um, how white your legs are and and probably the way you're dressed. I mean, most ultra runners now they dress like they're going to go run you know, in the Sahara desert and they may, they may die. Right. So they, they're, they got trekking poles and, and arm warmers and leg warmers and, um, you know, just all this ridiculous stuff. And, uh, I, Ray J would exploit that. Okay. All, all the way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have heard that Ray J has been put in his place once. One I, time. One time. Ryan. Yep. <laughs> and, Yep, he, he did. He got me, I'll, I'll say. <laughs> One time in all those years. Now, you no mm-hmm. longer, sadly, do the paper uh, ba- the paper registration for UpChuck. It's on Ultra Sign Up like, like just about everything else is. When does registration open up for UpChuck? Uh, September, actually, pretty soon. I like yeah, it. You know, but- I, I love how so many races, Matt, and this probably drives you crazy. You open up registration a year and a half ahead of time. And it's filled in in thirty seconds, and you're like, "Well, shit! I don't even know what I'm gonna be doing in eighteen months." You're right. You know, right. I, I, I just, but you have to kind of sign up on a whim. And for Upchuck to be this thing where you sign up really like two months before the race, I, I can't. I I really appreciate that. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Well, you know, people. I I, I think Upchuck is one of those things that people always that at least the folks that have done it. They all want to do it again, right? Mm-hmm. They they plan their calendar around. It doesn't matter if it, it doesn't matter if they've registered or not. And and honestly, I'm the kind of guy like even if you didn't register, if you showed up, and that's what Ray J would do. If, if Ray J didn't get in, he would still show up and freaking roll thunder, right? Yeah. And so I would let you if you just showed up and said, "Man, I." I'm sorry, but this is the best race on the planet and I'm going to do it. I would. Yep. Of course you come on with your front seat of the bus, man. Could I, could I make my own permission slip and have my wife yeah. sign it and then send yeah, you, yeah. G- give you one of my star Wars checks for. The, the rest of the- <laughs> yeah. You got one of those. Please come on. I'll take all forms of currency. Is there any uh, thoughts of taking that? Kind of as it as it the popularity grows in all races, and I think there's definitely a draw for races that have that old school feel to it. You know, mm-hmm. as a, as as more and more trail uh, races head in the rock and roll marathon direction, where before you know it, there's going to be trail races where a country and western band is every five miles singing their their right. one song for you, and then there's a 
you know, uh, concert at the end or whatever. There's a real draw for these old school races that really kind of embody the spirit of early trail running. Is Has there been any talk, Matt, about maybe we should take this off of Ultra Sign Up and take it back to... Like go get like a GeoCities website where you yeah. print off the the form and everything. Has there been yeah. talk about kicking it old school? You know, um, we've not talked about it, but now that you're bringing it up, I think we should probably talk about it. I, you know, I I'm all about old school. It, it's I just like it that way. I just really do. I mean, I I think all those things are a form of convenience, and that's great. Uh, but people, I, I like people to work hard. You know, like call me. Hey, can you send me a paper application? I've heard, you know, yes, I will mail it to you. Right. Mail it back with a check. I love that. I don't know why. I just think it's cool, man. And it, it eliminates a lot of bozos. Yeah. Right. It does. That's what it comes Cause to. it raises the, the level of entry. You've got to want to do you this. Gotta want it. Yes. Yeah. What you need to do is uh, Ray J needs to get a Tinder profile. If people want to join the race, they got to find Ray J on Tinder and then click the link to get the, the to get the registration form. Maybe I don't, even, I don't know how to. I've been married twenty two years, man. I I was Tinder wasn't around when I was available, but uh, but I know you swipe right or left. I guess you right? swipe. So I I don't know. I've been married for twenty years, Matt. I have no idea, honey. That's Ryan. Stuff works. You seem to know more about it than me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ray J brings up an interesting point. I we've only, you know, like I was saying, it's a little controversial. Some people think he's he's not all what he's what he should be, right? Right, right. Um, but what are your thoughts? You've probably seen some Ray J videos, and do you have any opinion on that? I think it's it would more, be sad for Ray J to die of COVID. I think so. I, I I think what it is is everything has context, and I think what we've lost in 2020 is context and intent. In what way has this been saying? Is this is this character mocking? Is he serious? Like, is Matt Sims seriously making fun of people's legs and seriously insulting people? Or is Matt Sims playing a character of people he, know, he knows that just don't know any better? And so the uh-huh. absurdity of it, like, I love absurd humor. Yeah. I, I just think the absurdity of this character you know, being this this prison this prison escapee, being a part of this race and making fun of everybody at everybody. the race. Because my my dad told me once, Matt, and I don't know if you if you agree with this, but he says you only mess with the people you really love. That's right. You know, That's and right. so there is this like like I go out for runs with my buddies and we'll make fun of each other. You yeah. know, and we all have the the one thing where. You, Listen, I, I love thinking about when I see the roster, when I see who's registered and I see Ryan Mailman's on there, yeah. you know, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to get him this year, man. You know, or Fred Doss. And I see I, – or, you know, there's people from out of town, so a lot of guys from Memphis. I love knowing they're coming back because I'm going to light them up on something. I'll do some research on what they've been doing, you know, if they DNF'd anywhere – Everyone's going to know about it, right? <laughs> I'll even call their wife to get some of the dirt just to like really. I mean, I, I love the character. And, and most people say that they they love Upchuck because they, the Ray J on the bus. They That's the part they love the most, well, which just, is really funny. Yeah, but, it's just because, man, I mean, that's, it, that's how a group of people who – in, who are very endeared to each other behave yeah. I, I can say things to my friends that if anyone else were to say those things uh, we, we'd light them up I mean it's over right. that's off limits <laughs> but because yeah. you, you have this bond with these people and I think that's that's the spirit of, of trail running I mean you think mm-hmm. about this for a second Matt it's it's stupid it doesn't mean anything and no one cares I mean, this yeah. is something you do for yourself to explore, be in nature, to be with people you love, to just push your limits. But when it all comes down to it, none of it matters and no, no one cares. And so maybe you know, you're talking a little earlier about 
you know, you got out of stump jump when you had people started yelling at you for the course being 30.5 miles instead of 31. And you see the seriousness in road running mm-hmm. and a very dedicated people who are very serious about getting a, you know, certain splits and all of that. And there's no talking and there's no fun. And you see the flip side of that, those, those trail runs where you spend miles with somebody and you, and you, you just build this bond and all of a sudden you have these deep friendships forged in the woods and it's just, it's less about, I'm going to kick your ass to more about, I just want to spend some miles with you and right. it wasn't just catch up on life and, and just have and some And when fun. I start crying, I'm going to need you to be there for me because <laughs> right. it's, it's starting to hurt. Right. And you better <laughs> not tell Ray J because Ray J is going to bring it up on the bus. That's right. Next That's year. Right. So it, it just, I think, we need we need to make sure. Now, I, I'm not saying that we, you know, uh, belittle people for race for reasons of sex or or sexual sure, orientation sure. or race or anything. But there's things I'm insecure about that you could bring up that have that don't fit those categories that I need to laugh at myself about. I think we right, all need right. to laugh at ourselves as long as it's in good fun and it's not you know, attacking someone for things beyond their control, you know, we need to laugh. Yeah. We just got to laugh more at each other, Matt. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, maybe Ray J lives on. I think so. I think so. You can, you Mm -hmm. can have people send their, their complaint mails to, uh, to the adventure jogger, by the way, you can say (laughs) it's your fault. It's your fault. Ray J's J's going on. One of the things I've seen you, you talk a lot about Matt, as we, as we shift gears here, you are self-proclaimed, not a not a trail runner, only a trail runner. You are a person that has lots of hobbies: mountain yes. biking, um, rock climbing, you know, trail running, hiking. Do you think there's a value in that? And do you think that a focus that that there tends to be too much of a focus on one thing? Um, you know, I I don't criticize uh, anyone for being you know, focused on yeah. one thing. I, I, it's not for me. Um, I, I, you know, I do feel it's, it's an interesting question. I think people are missing out mm-hmm. when they focus on one thing. Um, that's, that's, it's basically the bottom line. If you just do one thing then maybe that's all you got, and that's fine. That's all you got time for. Right. Whatever. Like that. That's okay. Um, but you know, when you're when you're forty plus, well, shoot. Let's be honest. When you're over thirty, yeah. Like you know what? You're not making it to the Olympics. <laughs> I mean, you're just not. Yeah. Uh, you may you may win a a trail race and you may win a three pair of trail shoes, but you know they don't even put that in the newspaper anymore. Like it just. <laughs> No one cares. You know? <laughs> You're running fast in the woods where no one can see you. Um, you know, I just, my interest is always, I'm a little ADD with exercise. Mm-hmm. I just can't do one thing. I just can't. I, I, I just want more. I just want to, I want to do the right thing at the right season. And you know, one of the challenges with that, the, what I call the diverse fund portfolio, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people that have the diverse fund portfolio, I love it, is, you, you know, you, at the end of the day, it's all zero. You're, you're not going to excel at any one of those things. If you have 10 things you like to do, you're not going to excel. You're just not. You're going to be an like Yvonne Chouinard, owner of Patagonia. He calls it an eighty percent. Right. I'm an. He's an eighty percenter. He's eighty percent committed and eighty percent efficient mm-hmm. or effective at ten things. But he's never going to be a hundred percent at any one thing. And I like that better. I just, you know, I like to fly fish this time of year. I like to ride my bike, and then when it turns cold, I'll rock climb. I'll trail run. I just think it's good seasonally. And if you ever get hurt doing the one thing that you do, what are you going to do then? Just sit around and watch TV? That sounds terrible, right? So good to have something in the uh, the arsenal, a couple things. 
Have you ever burned out, Matt, on running, or is it you have these seasons and it almost gives you like, you know, the old saint absence makes the heart grow fonder. When you're fly fishing or doing your summer stuff, you're like, oh, I can't wait till that weather drops because it's runtime. I don't ever burn out. Um, Injury keeps me from, you know, the running thing is not like it used to be for me. Yeah. Um, I just can't do, I just can't do the long mileage anymore. And um, so that's, that's sad, but whatever. It's just, that, that just is what it is. But no, I don't ever get burnt out. I'm always switching it up. I'm always psyched. You're one, I, I did want to mention something too. You're one of the first people I've seen that was that ran in a button-up shirt. Oh yeah. Were you the were the were you the official starter of that running in a button-up shirt trend in Chattanooga, Matt? You know, it's important to look good, Ryan. <laughs> I think it's you know you get a little more respect on the trail if you wear a collared shirt. Um, and yeah, I just don't get a lot of respect in my house, so I got to try to get it where I can. <laughs> Uh, I don't, I was not the, no, I don't know who started it, but I don't think I, I don't think it was me. It didn't catch on. Like I thought it would have, you know, you don't, uh, you, you, you don't go to trail race and see a whole lot of button up shirts. You, anymore, don't. you know, Brian Costello is still waving that flag though. Mm-hmm. He's still, he still wears patting on your button up, you know, this, this shirt made for running. Um, he's, he's a diehard. Well, seriously, let's, I, and I know you work for Patagonia, Matt. So I'm going to tread very lightly here. When you pay $120 for a button-up short sleeve shirt, you're going to wear that thing until it's gone. That's right. And you know what? It's going to be with you forever. You want it to go away, but the only way it disappears is if you get it stolen or your or your son takes it to college. Cuz it just doesn't wear out, man. I mean, I'm seriously this shirt I'm wearing. Yeah. You know, it, you you would think I'd be wearing all the new stuff. Yeah. But I'm like a fireman, man. It, it it comes off at night, it goes on the floor, and it goes on my body the next morning. You know, this is just – I my wife gives me about two linear feet in the closet. That's mine. <laughs> and so I just kind of work with what I got, and everything I have is about a decade old. And it's fine. It looks great. <laughs> you you would think though as a guy who works for Patagonia you're you're in sales now for Patagonia you've been doing mm-hmm. that for what about 10 15 years right yeah for yeah 14 now 14 mm-hmm. years you would think that you would have the wardrobe that everybody in the trail running world craves like it, you would think right everyone would want to win like we could do a contest Matt we could an adventure jogger Patagonia contest Win what's in Matt Sims. <laughs> You're going to be really disappointed. <laughs> really disappointed. I promise you. <laughs> People are going to think this, like, is this great. guy's not employed by Patagonia. That's a lie. Yeah. That'd be great. We'll give away one of your old shirts. We'll be like, all right, you're going to win what's in Matt Sims closet. Here we go. It's a, it's a Patagonia button down shirt from 2003. That's right. Still looks great though. (laughs) Smells a little bit, but it's true, man. (laughs) Matt, where do you see the future of trail running in Chattanooga? Where do you Mm. see it going? Future, you know, oh man. So I was, I don't ever rock climb in the summer. I've mentioned that, but I, I did actually go up to Sunset Rock, which is on Lookout Mountain. There's a, there's a very popular running trail, just the bluff trail right underneath Lookout Mountain on the Sunset Rock. Yeah. Side. And I'm up there. No one knows. I'm, I'm, my buddies, I'm, I'm at the top of the cliff and my buddy's climbing up, but I see, I look, I look over it because I hear people coming. In in the two hours that I was there, Ryan, I bet eleven people ran by. Really? Now, ten years ago, no one. There would be hardly well, maybe not ten, but certainly twenty years ago, no one ran. Right. right. And so the future, it. I don't know half these people. By the way, when they run by, I'm just I'm like, wow, there's there goes someone. They don't stop and, you and uh, go, hey, Mr. Sims, uh, I used your training plan for my first trail race. <laughs> yeah, as they see me hobbling with crutches. Um, <laughs> you know, 
The future of trail running, I don't know. We're a little bit in this weird, we're a little bit of a weird zone right now in uh, in the trail running scene in Chattanooga uh, for a lot of reasons. But I, you know, there's, there's two groups that put on races, which is great. And then um, I don't know. I think there's so many, there's so many races and attendance just seems to be kind of down. Mm-hmm. with races it, you know of course 2020 is hard to measure because every the few races we've had this year and, and even last year were kind of down in participation for a lot of folks yeah so i find that interesting i don't know why whether it's just saturated the market is saturated for races yeah and and, and people are it's weird to me but people are into those weird you know spartan races and you know color like you want to get spray paint thrown on you at the finish line. I mean, that's cool. I don't, I, it, you know, it's all about people getting outside as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So I don't care what they're doing. They're healthy. You want to get spray paint thrown on you. Great. You know, whatever it takes. I don't, doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I don't know what the scene will look like. It's, that's a great question. I have no idea, but if it's up to me, I would just like a bunch of renegade events, you know, non-paid, no frills, just underground events where people are just raising hell, just having fun, man. You know? Ooh, like something on the big daddy loop. Yeah, sure. You know, I mean, all this stuff started, there was a guy before I was running, there was a guy named John Courier in Chattanooga. Mm -hmm. He lives out in uh, Bend or uh, Portland, Oregon now. Okay. And John was a stud, man. He was just one of those mutant individuals could do it all. And, uh, you know, he would put on these grassroots, you know, events and he started the big daddy. I mean, he created the big daddy. Yeah. And the big daddy originally was, it involved riding your bike, you know, it was like 50 miles and you climbed the hardest climb on your bike in Chattanooga, it's called Roberts Mill Road. At the top of that, you'd have to drink beer and eat spam for time deductions. <laughs> and then, and it, and it was in the heart of winter, freezing, miserable. And then you'd ride all the way back to Lookout Mountain, and you would run the Big Daddy Trail. And and again, beer and spam, right? <laughs> like, there were intervals of beer and spam on this thing. So he did a lot of this stuff, and uh, that's where Big Daddy came from. But, yeah, I, I could see more of that happening, you know, especially with COVID and people, you know, un, not allowed to put on official races or whatever. Right. I could see I could see that happening. Are the gears turning at all in your head, Matt? Are you thinking of some renegade event? Well, I, well it's funny. I, I just – I used to put on a renegade event 15 years ago. It, was a la- it, it, it probably went on for five years, but the last one was 15 years ago and I'm bringing it back in September. And I just, I just, you know, posted it on my Instagram page and, and I delivered flyers to the running store today. Paper. I printed paper flyers. Really? And it, yeah. And so there's no, this is a stage race. It's uh, it's four days, mm-hmm. but it's it's five stages, and I don't put my name on it. Like, there's I'm not responsible. If you get hurt, I there's no fee, there's no you know it's it's unofficial. Yeah, but every day is it starts Wednesday night mm-hmm. downtown. You have a you have a 10k, so it's it's all disciplines. You have a 10k. Next morning, you have a 5K. That night, you have a 15K. Thursday or Friday night, you have a time trial format run up Raccoon Mountain. <laughs> and then Saturday morning, it finishes with Big Daddy Trail Run, 12, you know, 13-mile trail run. So it's awesome, man. I mean, it has put people in the hospital. Really? Yeah, it is, it is hardcore. People underestimate it. But so, yeah, it's coming back September 2nd through the 5th. All right, look up Matt Sims' Instagram. Uh, what's your gram, Matt? Ooh, I don't know. How's that? <laughs> I've only posted one thing on Instagram, and that was it was that. Really? I just did it today. Yeah, I, don't, I think I have one post on Instagram. Okay. Hang on, I'm going to um, see if I can find you here. 
Good old Matt Sims. I think I have two Instagram things because I, my buddies started one for me like 10 years ago and then I didn't know how to find the password for it. <laughs> so I started another one. I'm not okay. kidding, man. It's really bad. The tour. Okay. It's the tour de cha stage yeah. race. Oh, you see it. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. On Instagram folks, if you look up Matt K Sims, all, all one word. I just, I just followed you, Matt. You'll see it right All there. Right. So I got one follower now. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a personal follow. The adventure jogger followed you, Matt. Okay. Wow. <laughs> very honored. Oh, yeah. So the tour de cha. There it is. Very yep. nice. There it is. You can check that out on, on Matt's uh, Instagram. But Matt, what are some of your favorite races? If, if you wanted to recommend, and we, 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 we talked stump jump and we talked uh, upchuck, What's another race, another two races, one or two races that you think everybody needs to do in this area? Mm -hmm. You know, one of my favorite races is in Alabama. Todd Henderson puts it on. It's called the Chiaha 50K. Mm -hmm. And I love point-to-point races, and I think that's why. The course is wonderful. It's hard but it's a point to point. Yeah. And I, I think that's, have you ever done that one? It's, I've it's done Pinhoti, So I've run through that section, but yeah. the other way. So I've not done yes. the 50 K. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's super cool. I love that race. Um, Jay Kerwin up in Asheville, black mountain, North Carolina puts mm-hmm. on the, uh, what is that called? The mountain. It's a 40 miler up Mount Mitchell. Oh so yeah. Mount Mitchell, Mount Mitchell challenge. Mitchell. Yeah. Mount Mitchell challenge. Yep. And, you know, if, if the weather's right, then he does the original course, which is fantastic. And if the weather's terrible, then you have to run the road some and whatnot, which is not great. But you can't control the weather at Mount Mitchell in, right. in February. So. Two things everyone has to sign up. Everyone has a lot of homework after listening to this episode. And I hope, I hope, I, I do hope that people look into Upchuck and, and see that old school race. And oh, yeah. uh, may, this may be the last year Upchuck's on Ultra Sign Up. You may have to look for Ray K's Tinder next year. That's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We have a meeting tomorrow. Chad and I have a big, serious meeting about Ooh. Upchuck tomorrow. Ooh. Well, bring, up, be- bring up my idea about taking it off Ultra Sign Up and, and kicking yeah. it old school and getting one of those old GeoCities websites. Yeah, but what would Mark Gilligan think? I mean, we got we to gotta keep Mark Gilligan employed. Matt. I mean, I love that dude. Matt. We all love Mark Gilligan, but Mark <laughs> Gilligan right now is sipping champagne in his mansion. He's That's in the, right. He's in, he's in the champagne room of his mansion out in California <laughs> that we all have paid for. We're paying That's his right. mortgage. I can still send him, you know, twenty bucks or something. I can just <laughs> I can just comp his entry. I I think um, though, yeah, you may be all right. Just say like, hey, we're gonna take it off off ultra sign up, but. Uh, but we're gonna send you a paper ballot if you want to get in on this. Yeah. Right, per- paper stretch form. I'll send him some Jack Daniels. Right. <laughs> we we'll do it Southern style. Yeah, exactly. Send him some. No, you got to send him some uh, some George Dickel. He would like that. Ooh, yeah. You got to get him some something that maybe he wouldn't get. Like Jack Daniels, they have that everywhere. Yeah. But what would be what would be one that he wouldn't be able to get out there in California? Yeah, that's true. You can get. Yeah, you can get Jack Daniels anywhere. Um, y- yeah, there's so many. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, go get him some still. Go get him some real, like legit shine. Oh, we got that. I yeah. Got that yeah. Go get popcorn Sutton's relatives to give you some of that that old yeah. old That's school right. shine and send that out. Ray, Ray J has some of those connections, and if he can't, Fred Doss, I guarantee you, has those connections. Out there, right? beautiful Saudi Daisy, Matt Sims. This has been an interview that I've wanted to do for years, and uh, awesome, thank you for for having so much fun and, and chatting old school trail yes. in Chattanooga. So much fun. I can't wait to see what happens in Chattanooga with all this running stuff. We shall see. We shall see, right? Yeah. Yeah. I hope we go old school, man. People need to stop dressing like they're running in a safari. (laughs) You know, Tilly hats and first aid kits all tied to them. Good Lord. Matt Sims wants you in a button-up shirt, the shortest pair of shorts you can find, and a water bottle. That's it. One water bottle. That's it. (laughs) Maybe a noon tab in there. I don't care, but not much more than that. 
<laughs> wear less and go faster. Do not wear compression socks. I will light you up. <laughs> We are 100% listener supported. You can make a monthly pledge on our Patreon page. Just search The Adventure Jogger on Patreon or go to theadventurejogger.com. Join the community on Facebook and Instagram by searching The Adventure Jogger. And subscribe to The Adventure Jogger wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode.